I'm Sunala Kazi from Square Factor, and I'm in an interview and discussion right now with Trezi, a virtual reality design practice. So to start off, uh, what was your inspiration behind initiating your company? What um, led you to kind of start this and what uh, made you think that this was a necessity? Yeah, that's that's the typical question that I get asked every time uh, yes. I'm in a discussion, <laughs> but uh, and I, I'm kind of become pretty all right with, uh, with the answer too now. But, you know, on, on a serious note, I'm actually an architect. I uh, almost about two and a half years of uh, two and a half decades of experience. I finished my architecture way back in 1996 and uh, realized fairly early that uh, creative design was not my calling or pursuit in life. And I went ahead and did my master's in construction management from the University of New South Wales, Sydney. And by virtue of uh, this mix of being an architect and having a master's degree in construction management, I uh, I was immediately absorbed in some of the uh, larger design, design and build and even project management firms across the Asia-Pac region. But over the next uh, two decades of being in the profession, I realized one of the key challenges that our industry, that is architecture, engineering, and construction industry faced was around uh, you know, design, visualization, communication, and uh, collaboration. And what I mean by that is that you know, when we work on our large-scale or small-scale projects for that matter, we typically have uh, a very static way of communicating design. And that is really what contributes to a lot of uh, challenges that uh, come into the project and it's it's not an asia problem or it's a global problem we, these these you know gaps in understanding through a course of a construction project exist everywhere across i think uh, 70 to 80% of construction projects that uh, we we deal with so uh, my after experiencing these pain points for that longer time i realized that you know something had to really be done around the state of design technology collaboration based technology and uh, I started this venture in uh, about late 2015, early 2016. And at that time, immersive technology was really making a huge impact uh, across uh, uh, not just the gaming industry, even enterprise section and even AEC industry was kind of awakening awakening to the uh, potential of immersive tech in our day-to-day way of being. So uh, that's exactly what we picked up. I realized that, you know, if there was a way that we could put in people and the stakeholders that are a part of the project into an immersive or a virtual environment and allow people to collaborate with each other. Uh, and by people, I mean, it's it's the architect to architect or a designer to designer sort of a collaboration and then designer to the client sort of a collaboration. And then not just that, other, other partners in the ecosystem, the construction professionals or the product professionals, even bringing them into this whole virtual environment allows would allow people to work with uh, one single version of truth rather than multiple drawings and multiple document- layers of documentation that we create. And that is really what the starting point of uh, Trezi was. And uh, we started out actually as a very services-oriented company. We were creating VR-based solutions for our clients. However, during the course of uh, understanding the technology better and uh, more, as more and more customers started coming on board, uh, they started demanding from us uh, that, you know, there is also a product opportunity here. Why should there be such a high dependency on your company to create VR content? Can you not uh, create something that allows us to uh, create virtual content, virtual uh, models of our own designs? And that is where uh, the whole trigger really happened. And we created, mm-hmm. we started creating Trezi, the product in, in year 2017, after being two years in the productized service mode. 
And today we have got some of the largest firms in India uh, and even in the world using Prezi and product manufacturers coming onto the platform. So the, the journey is now started taking a very exciting sort of a shape for us. Right, right. And that probably answers the next question as well about like your, your clientele and the kind of uh, an architect and in the design industry before you started Tezi in the first place. And that probably initiated the whole like contact base as well. So the next question will be about clientele, about how you manage to kind of make your name for yourself. Uh, yeah, so of course, both the founders, not just me, even Titi, the other co-founder, uh, she also has a similar journey. In fact, she's been in the profession about a year earlier than me, you know. So yes, we uh, we both had uh, enough sort of uh, an insight and uh, and also access to potential customers uh, because there, there were a lot of peers and fellow professionals who we had interacted with who are actually the uh, who, who are the buyers for Trezi and who have had similar pain points that Titi and I had in our professional journey. You know, so it was very easy for them to relate with what we have uh, created in terms of address the pain points that all of us faced during our professional. I mean, a lot of them still face it, right? Uh, but one thing that we did do. Uh, I, I don't know if we do it well or not, but something that we were extremely conscious about was that we did not sit in isolation and uh, build Prezi on a founder-based whim. You know, so we actually onboarded a lot of early uh, access or early evangelists into the product. So when the product was really buggy and it was still taking, it's an agile product, right? So we kind of keep upgrading the product over, over multiple sprints that we undertake uh, for a duration of two weeks or so. So. The product in its earliest and the buggiest form was actually taken out and uh, put in the hands of the customers as well. And we got a lot of feedback in terms of how to make this a commercially robust and uh, a product that people would love to kind of uh, bring into their workflow and pay for it. You know, some of the startups, mm-hmm. the challenges that uh, startups face is that people take their products, but they do not really pay for it. You know, uh, And I, I learned and I read very early that the moment you get 10 customers who are paying for your product, uh, you do whatever you can, you make a business of it and uh, and just, just you know, grind yourself to dust if you have to, but make sure that you kind of continue building the product. So uh, working with the customers early, taking their feedback, and of course, the industry-based access that both the founders had uh, helped us kind of bring, bring in the first 100 customers at a fairly rapid pace. Right, right. So we don't need to question why your customers preferred this over the more um, animation style visualization that's uh, more abundant in the industry? No, we certainly should question it. I mean, that's a very good question, in fact. And in fact, that is the premise with which uh, Prezi was built. That was the premise Mm -hmm. with hypothesis that we uh, created as the product group. We told ourselves clearly that, look, the actual animations or the 3D stills or the fancy visuals that we create, they look nice. They look something that uh, people really feel nice looking at. However, does it really make them understand how the design is going to be? Uh, mm-hmm. The answer is a very, very simple, straightforward, clear no, you know, because the, the, uh, the organization that I was a part of, we used to do really, really fancy visuals that uh, we used to give to our customers at, at the early pitching stage when, and we were a design and build firm. So we used to pitch extensively, you know, so, uh, and our customers, uh, our clients and customers used to get ex- very, very impressed with the kind of 3D visuals that we were creating. However, that did never take away the challenges that were faced during the course of project delivery because somebody 
who was pitched a design with those fancy visuals understood it in a particular manner while the design intent was something else you know so the 3d sales the animations uh, and predefined animations i'm talking about those serve a purpose of a very cosmetic purpose i would call it that you know the real deal was about putting people inside their designs that they were going to eventually be a part of be able to interact with it be able to look at options that usually take 3 4 weeks to get done make real time changes make generate real time options there during a course of a meeting itself and mm-hmm. that was the real win so uh like i said great question and that is exactly what needs to change we cannot work with the same 3d stills and uh, predefined visual uh, predefined walkthroughs because uh, if we continue to do that uh, the problems are not going to go away we will continue to suffer in terms of project delivery that's right. that's my firm firm belief Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like we might see a shift towards this kind of a visualization in the new future as well because people would want to go towards a more kind of advanced uh, I guess you could call it visualization uh, for their further clientele as well. So compared to like the um initial years of your company I'm sure you had like a business plan in mind and what you wanted to achieve. uh and we're interested to know what changed along the way or if there even is any change that you decided to make um from like the initial years and the uh, current kind of business model you could call it what question uh so uh like i told you we started out as a services company mm-hmm. the uh the state of vr when we started out was uh it's still nascent but it was it was in fact pre nascent at that point in time you know so we started working with the uh dk2 of the oculus rift as a uh, developer kit to the consumer version had still not come out uh the the headsets were still very clunky uh it used to be tough to kind of carry the headsets into meetings without really putting people off because we used to carry big bags uh, roll in big bags in a in a meeting and people used to get kind of taken aback as to is all the setup something that i am going to need to use this particular technology and times have changed since then so so those first two years in the profession was one about us understanding the technology better you have got an opportunity mm-hmm. to monetize it early because people were willing to like you said there is there's a there had to be a shift people were absolutely uh, took uh, cognizance of the fact that this whole thing of you know 2d drawings and 3d sales and predefined walkthroughs has to change for projects to get delivered in a better manner and uh, the gaps in understanding kind of narrowing down uh but in those two years of being in the services based model we realized that it was very tough to also scale up the business you know so services business really scale up uh, to the kind of extent that product business does so our own understanding our customers needs our customers feedback uh made us make a brave call of uh, pivoting from being a services company to being a product company and uh as a startup enthusiast as somebody who's in the startup uh, world yourself i mean you would know that you know very rarely has any company managed to pivot uh, from a services business to a product business yeah. successfully however we bit the bullet uh, we had our customers backing and i'm i'm uh, happy to share that uh, we are now a 100% uh, product group i mean i'll say 90% product company and 10% of the services business that happens is basically to support the product as a customer success uh, group you know so uh, that that's been the big shift so early days of totally productized service 2018 we launched the product and we kind of moved into being a product company completely right right 
And um, have you decided to just like keep going in the tra- trajectory that you're going, or are there any like future goals that you will decide to shift the dynamic in some certain way? This is like perfect script for the kind of questions that Tracy needs to be asked. You know, no, so we have, we have, we uh, so so services product uh, services business became a productized services group, and the productized mm-hmm. services business became a product hundred uh, percent product uh, business, and now we are actually developing. Excuse me, world's first uh, immersive platform that connects building product manufacturers and architects and sort of product buyers. You know, so what I mean by world's first immersive platform is that uh, product manufacturers are now able to upload their product information onto the Trezi platform and uh, architects are able to access that product information in a digital form, uh, virtual or digital form as a virtual or a digital twin, bring it into their designs, see whether those products work for uh, for them and uh, finalize the design sitting on the desk rather than calling the product suppliers, asking for physical samples and physical catalogs. So the key word here is platform. Now, our, once the product journey has start, has taken shape, people have bought the product, people have renewed the product. We're in the, uh, we have, we've just started uh, the third cycle of renewals for product and our product renewals are at about 80 plus percent right now. So uh, with that, now we start shaping up the next 12, 18 months is going to be about shaping up the platform. And uh, once the platform takes the sort of shape that we want it to, uh, I can very confidently say it will be the first of its kind of a platform in the world. Right. And we wish you the very best for that because that sounds very intriguing, especially in this because a lot of the times when we hear about these kinds of companies, they come from a very certain region, I would say. But anyway, um, is there any... Um, so our audience is around architecture students or fresh graduates that uh, are coming towards this kind of um, an approach. Um, and right now we're trying to like a platform that connects like a, a business to business model or a business to customer model or something like that and yours I guess would be very similar to that and if there's any advice that you'd like to give um, either our audience or us as a company we'd love to hear that yeah so firstly we, we, we are a, uh, our, our model is B2B and uh, once a platform uh, takes shape and gains in volume uh, we uh, see it kind of going from uh, continuing on the B2B mode but also kind of bringing in a very B2B2C sort of a mm-hmm. connect to it as well you know so because there'll be products and there'll be end customers who might want to buy products directly and not necessarily have a designer in between so so we will facilitate that too so uh, and that's that's something that uh, this 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 question is actually very very dear to me, you know, because I, uh, as a as a person, uh, we as a professional too, uh, had a very services oriented background, right? I mean, twenty years of being in the services sort of a business came into started up with a very services oriented mindset, had a very clear uh, sort of a thinking that whatever a business uh, needs to run should be earned from the business itself, and all that thinking changed over the past. Four, uh, four, four and a half years, you know. So my advice to people who, uh, to uh, not just youngsters, I mean, anybody, I mean, I started out when I was 40 years old, you know, so there is no age to really start up. But anybody who's starting up, any young entrepreneur, anybody who's in a, who's uh, making a, a, the business plan for, for his or her next venture, my advice would be to kind of really work, uh, work 
closely with customers. You know, the objective of most of the businesses, not all of them, but most of the business is uh, businesses is to earn uh, money, generate revenue. And when you work with customers and you show them that particular vision, and I can't, I'm not saying you work with thousand customers, but at least, you know, five, 10 customers build your product with customer based feedback. It allows it, it kind of really helps you attain product market fit very quickly. And once you have a product market fit, your business starts to take a very different sort of a shape, not just in terms of uh, its its longevity, but also in terms of the capital that you might want to raise, also in terms of investor interest, uh, in terms of the business valuation and everything else. So uh, it's, uh, you know, I see this error happening. I see a lot of uh, young entrepreneurs making this mistake that they just tend to go uh, lock themselves in a room come up with this, what they think is this brilliant idea, and it might well be, but the fact of the matter is, if there are no takers, if there are no, no buyers for the product or the platform that you create, there has to be a way, uh, see, if it's a services business, it's very easy. It's you, you decide on a business plan and you make sure that what you need to earn uh, from the business and then whatever you earn from the business, you put it back into the business. But products are about scaling up and scaling up quickly. So if uh, the best way to scale up a product quickly is obviously to, uh, raise capital and kind of, uh, you know, uh, facilitate growth. And that is only going to happen when when people see uh, investors, VCs, uh, see that there are buyers for your product, there are takers for your product. I mean, most of the businesses, I don't say all of them, but most of the businesses are, uh, they come into existence because the product slash platform or whatever is it that you're providing should be selling, you know. Some businesses are such that, that uh, just kind of are done up, or carried out the business idea of the, the business plan or the idea is developed, not necessarily to sell, but to kind of bring about a change. But 90% of the cases, we'll have situations where the businesses, uh, the products that are created should be uh, should build traction, should have customers. And that uh, I have realized uh, in my four years uh, that of being an entrepreneur now that Best products are such which are built along with a lot of customer, uh, along with customers, and has a lot of customer feedback incorporated back as a loop. You know, so uh, Eric Ries in his uh, Lean Startup book talks about it very clearly. You know, the build, measure, learn philosophy: build quick, build small, measure it, learn from it, and then go to the next iteration. And that's the best way to be. I mean, it's not about reading the big books or uh, the having a big uh, understanding of the philosophy. It's fairly simple: build small. Test it, see there are takers, and if there are, then go and start making it bigger. You know, so that's what my advice would be: the simplest and the most honest advice is uh, work with customers, take a lot of customer feedback, course correct as early as you can, and uh, chances are you will you will then then succeed. Or even if it, you do not have to succeed, and don't don't be don't don't be scared of failure. It's all right. Failure is always uh, often considered a bad word. Uh, an idea failing early is probably the second best thing that can happen to you. You know. And uh, if, if one has to fail, fail early, but course correct and kind of then start uh, putting money where where the next big jump for you, your business, your product has to come from. That's very sound advice, especially considering that we see these mistakes being practically made. But anyway, um, yes, you were saying? I was saying that, you know, once you are invested in an idea as an entrepreneur, the chances of you taking a step back uh, unless it's too late is very low. And that's that's the mistake, a mistake that most of us entrepreneurs do because we are so into our ideas, so uh, engrossed and so taken up by this whole concept of we have to make this a success. We sometimes turn a blind eye. Uh, there's a blind spot around what really 
should be done to kind of course correct in order to make uh, take the next small successful step we don't need to necessarily have that 100x or 50x sort of a jump of small steps is what takes you to 50 steps will take you to 50x 100 small steps will take you to 100x you know so uh, when you have a, a constant channel of communication with potential customers that gives you some honest feedback and that helps you correct early because if you're sitting alone and just so taken over by this whole concept of being successful at any cost uh the risk becomes very high and uh, then when you when you fail the cost of that failure also gets to be very high right fail early fail small but then then just probably like move yeah, on yeah we keep reading about these things right so so some some yeah. practical perspective to it is what i thought i'll provide mhm so let's move on to like the um current pandemic situation that we're in right now um and we've seen a lot of innovation happen in the design architecture industry as such because of this what's your uh, what are your thoughts on um that whole kind of scenario honestly i'll be and i'll, I'll just say it the way it is uh, mm-hmm. as an industry specifically us architects we have been uh, very poor in our adoption of technology and it's unfortunate that we needed a pandemic of this nature and uh, Uh, something of this nature to kind of really awaken us to the possibility of new technology making and making a shift in our day to day way of being and day daily workflows uh, and work based pipeline however i while there are innovations happening and there are some very exciting ones that i have been able to kind of uh, speak to some founders that i have been able to speak to and some products that i have been able to look at i still do not believe that the adoption has been all that great we are still waiting and hoping i get into conversations with people when all of this goes away it will be business as usual we need to understand it's not going to be business as usual absolutely not you know when we open up when we start our practices and we start meeting clients customers everybody will come be coming back with this fear of you know the the whole physical distancing bit uh, if i have touched the product would you be comfortable touching it too because you do not know whether i have washed my hands and my hands are sanitized blah 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 you know i mean all the concerns and the uh, things that have come across because of the pandemic so i think uh, we are still being rather slow in terms of tech adoption however we have woken up to it and that's <laughs> that's a start and any any new initiative uh, needs that this sort of a start unfortunately uh, we needed a pandemic of this nature for people to start waking up and start looking at new technology i mean i'll just i'll try to bring in my personal perspective to this now rather than just giving general level gyan i have seen that our free trials have surged i have seen our demos have surged but of course the buying sentiment is still suffering so people are still taking time to kind of come on board but uh, we also have people who are buying and renewing at at this point in time you know so uh once the world uh, reopens and it's going to be a very different world when it does i think uh, we will have a lot many more uh new technologies uh, specifically in the immersive segment of things in our profession that will that will start uh, being seen uh, people would want to work with digital twins ra- now rather than physical samples and physical design and physical mockups and physical uh, site visits that we have been used to so uh, i i think most of the people will be working from their desks via digital and virtual twins reviewing sites and construction progress via virtual representation or virtual streaming of how the progress really has been on site site would only sites would now hold only those people who are really required to be there and not just about you know whimsical and you got nothing to do let's do a site visit sort of a thing 
so all these are going to be the newer thoughts and newer requirements that a profession are going to be seeing so all the young entrepreneurs tech enthusiasts tech evangelists who are looking at creating technology based interventions for a profession i would urge them to kind of really look at the possibility of having a solu- creating solutions that apply from that that apply to entire all the phases of project delivery it's all about you know pre design design uh, construction documentation construction and then post occupancy right there are solutions that can be built for each one of the phases that a project sees and for those folks who really want to kind of dive deep into technology based intervention as a part of their professional uh, uh, training or next step uh, I, i would really urge that look at dive deep into each phase of the project and see what techno- uh, technology based intervention they can build that was almost the last question and thank you so much for your time this was really insightful if there's any like final word or like final uh, thing that you'd like to say we'd love to hear it no i don't, i think i've done a fair bit of talking first and foremost thanks so much for having me over i think uh, i i really enjoy these interactions because this is this also gives me an opportunity to talk about what we are doing as resi and we encourage people to kind of you know take uh, uh, make use of opportunities such as these to kind of educate and make people aware of resi and i'm i'm so glad that uh, resi ha- is crossing boundaries and everybody is looking at it right now and having we are having conversations of this nature please feel free to do it take your uh, free trials of our website resi.com any issues just write in to us we are more than happy to support uh, in whichever way we can we do not call ourselves a faceless software any new technology adoption requires uh, requires you know one on one connect and we have created a customer success group within the company to ensure that your resi journey is smooth enough so please feel free to do that uh, other than that at a at a professional level i would uh, just my advice to the young professionals who are who are uh, who would be coming to your platform would be that you know the world is very different to what it was when i finished my architecture in the 90s you know so this is the time to be brave i think uh, in the 90s when i was just finishing my architecture the computer had just kind of made it uh, started making its presence felt you know so we used to have computers that used to look like large tv uh, television sets and we used to for for 50 students we had to book one hour uh, in 15 days in advance to get an access to a computer and all that changed in the past 20 years you know so we are standing at the cusp of a, a a new exciting technology and i believe my personal belief is the the power of immersive technology is so strong that there is uh, it will be a shame if every architect's desk in the world does not have an immersive device sitting uh, along with the computer that they use and it's common sense right there are so many times and design professionals would understand this that we there are so many times when we're designing we say if only i could be inside my design to experience what this space would be spatially or volumetrically be doing that opportunity has come in guys so it's the the it's not even in the future anymore it's in our present you know so be brave uh, adopt new technologies embrace uh, changes and uh, and uh, the the world is going to be very different when it reopens be prepared for it that's that's the only advice that i would i would think matters right now right that's wonderful that's also very nice customer service as well if you can call it that potential we call it customer success we call it customer success we do not uh, uh we do not see ourselves as a as a faceless software like i said so if if uh, you are brave enough and if you want to make a change we will ensure that we help you through that journey you know so uh it's not about customer support it's it's about customer success for us that's uh-huh. that's our keyword right thank you so much thank you so much for your time
it's been a pleasure thanks so much for having me over really appreciate thank it thank you thank you